The Upper Cumberland's region champions begin their march in the playoffs. White County hosts a playoff game for the first time since 2013, and DeKalb County gets East Hamilton for the second straight year. Welcome into the high school playbook as we're joined by head coach Bruce Lamb of the Clay County Bulldogs football program. Finished out the regular season 9-1, 3-0, a perfect region record, and beat Gordonsville 27-20 to win that region 4-1A title this past Friday. Coach, I'll start it right there. Looked like you guys got a big goal line stand from your defense late in that ball game. How did the guys get the job done on Friday? Well, you know, they just get, uh, Gordon was driving it on us, playing out and uh, pretty much having their way with us. And our kids just, they, you know, they uh, they used a little heart and, and soul and just uh, sucked it up at the right time and made some big plays. Well, what was that celebration like for you? I know first year with the program, but those guys have been playing so hard the last few years. Of course, they had to play Gordonsville last year and couldn't get it done in a close game. But how cool is it to see them win a region title? Uh, it, was, it was awesome. It was it was great. Uh, the kids were were so excited, and they knew how big this game was. And uh, you know, student section uh, stormed the field. So you know, it, it was great. It was a great great time. Uh, personally for you, your first year with the program, what, what did it feel like for yourself? Well, you know, I'm just happy for these kids, and, and that's what we're here for is is make these kids successful on and off the field and uh, just to see them, their, see their hard work pay off, and it, it was it was very pleasing. Coach, I know this was a program that has been pretty successful the last few years. You come in and take over this year, and you've talked about it this season, but how easy has it been to coach these kids, and how easy has it been to just watch them play some good football this year? Well, um, you know, it is. I've inherited a great group, especially the nine seniors that we got and some of the underclassmen. They've all played great this year, and they've it's it's been wonderful to come out here and, and get the support that we have from the community and uh, and the kids just, you know, whatever we ask, you know, they go hard every play and they do what we ask. So, yeah, it's, it's been wonderful. You've coached now in both 4A, one year in 3A, and now here in single A. Are there any differences between the bigger classifications and here in single A? It's more of just uh, um, not the style of players, but the amount of players, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, when when I was at Livingston, we had usually sixty players and three uh, A same thing about fifty sixty players and then, you know now it's uh, uh, you know we got thirty six and so you know you don't have a whole lot of depth a lot of times but uh, you know besides but the player's style and, and and their athletic ability is 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 always the same. Coach, one thing I wanted to ask you, you go back and look at your schedule, and you guys had your bye all the way back in week three. A lot of the teams, especially here in the area, had their bye in week eight or nine. You you guys are going on playing nine weeks in a row and still counting. Have you tried to give the guys a day off here and there to, to try to break up the, the constant uh, grind of the football season? Well, not a day off, but we do take it a little easier, easier in practice. You know, um, you know, this late in the season, they are beat and banged up, and uh, you know, you try to take it a little bit easier in practice and, and not so much full contact. And, uh, you know, it seemed to help us a little bit in the, in the last few games. Talking with head coach Bruce Lamb of the Clay County Bulldogs football program right here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. The Region 4 1A champions after taking down Gordonsville this past week, and they'll get ready for round one of the playoffs coming up on Friday. Coach, uh, before we get into the matchup, what are you guys working on in practice this week? Are you working on anything new? Just trying to get ourselves better. You know, that's all we do each week is just try to 
continue to get better and, and uh, make improvements. And kind of going off of that, is is everybody fairly healthy heading into round one of the playoffs? Uh, we got some that's still banged up, and you know there'll be a game time decision this Friday, so we'll wait and see how that goes. But uh, you know, I know our kids, uh, if they can cut an arm off, they're going to get in there and play. <laughs> you know, they love this game, and they love their playing for their teammates. Well, Coach, you get a Sale Creek team uh, to open up the single-A playoffs coming up on Friday. It's the second straight year this Bulldogs team has taken on the Panthers. Uh, for you, do you go back and look at that game film when they played last year, or do you mainly focus on the Panthers' game film from this season? Uh, mainly this year. Um, you know, we, we're totally different than what we did last year. Uh, so, you know, with the new coaching staff that's here. And so we look at what they do against uh, the teams that they played this year. So, uh, you know, and they're, they're a big football team. They have some good size and, you know, they've just had some bad luck. So, you know, uh, it doesn't matter if you're one or four. It doesn't matter, you know, when you get to playoffs, it's, it's a whole new season. Is that kind of the biggest thing that stands out on film about them is their size? Absolutely. They're, they've got some big players uh, all across the board and, and they play hard. And, and uh, you know, sometimes when you get a little luck on your side, you can do some good things. Coach, how do you hope that uh, some of your non-region games, namely the Westmoreland game, you guys took on York this year as well, how do you hope those type of games prepare you here in playoff time and taking on a bigger team kind of like Sale Creek? Well, the, phys- phys- the physicality that we've uh, faced in the last few weeks with Westmoreland, York, and Gordonsville, um, you know, it, it gets you prepared for, for teams that are bigger and stronger than you are. And, um, you know, I hope that uh, it pays off for us and it, we do what we got to do. Lastly, Coach, what do the Bulldogs have to do a good job of, especially this week, to get a win and continue the march into the playoffs? Uh, same thing we've been doing all year long. We've got to execute, uh, whether it's on offense or defense. If we'll execute the game plan, I think everything will be fine. Uh, you know, we'll be in a game and have a chance to win at the end of the game. But uh, if we don't execute, then, you know, it's it's one of those things that uh, uh, could be bad. That's head coach Bruce Lamb with the Clay County Bulldogs right here on the high school playbook, getting ready to take on Sale Creek in round one of the single-A playoffs coming up on Friday. Coach Lamb, we appreciate the time as always. Yes, sir. Thank you. The Stone Memorial Panthers improved to 9-1 and on the season, 4-1 and in region play with a wild win over DeKalb County this past Friday on a two-point conversion attempt uh, that was successful this time. And, uh, Coach, I'll start it off right there. You guys are region champions. Uh, how does that feel to hear? Well, um, you know, there's so many uh, lonely hours and unseen things that goes into this, this kind of accomplishment, and especially with the region we're in this year. Um, how how difficult and competitive it's been, uh, and that starts and or ended really with the cab uh, Friday night. And uh, not sure you can draw up much more of a storybook ending. Those top three teams, we uh, we had a chance at the end of each ball game um, to win it on a two point play, and we did it against Upperman, we did it against the uh, cab, and we missed it against Macon. Um, but uh, things played out to where. Uh, the cab one mattered and was enough for for a walk off region championship. Have you ever had a season or been a part of a season, whether as a player or as a coach, where you've had this many games decided by either a two point conversion or just by one point in general? Well, the uh, the two point part, man, I don't. I, I'd like to know in the history of the state uh, if that's ever happened. You know, so many games, uh, four different games in our region, uh, I believe, came down to a two point play. Um, uh, and then, Jacob, we have had, I believe, six one-point games the last two seasons. 
Um, and, and Friday night may have even been seven, but I think they're six, and I think we're four and two in those ball games. So it's uh, it's kind of standard practice around here to have games go down to the wire. Well, Coach, that's a really interesting stat. I want to ask you about that four and two in those six and possibly seven, like you said. Well, where do you think that stems from, and, and why do you think that is that your guys are just able to kind of pull those late victories out? Well, we talk about, you know, our theme around here is tough people win, and there's there's a lot of toughness that goes into – uh, winning this region in particular this year, but winning high school football games in general, uh, especially against the the teams and the coaching staffs that we go up against, um, you know, there's a lot of toughness that, that goes into that and a lot of preparation. You know, I was telling somebody that that uh, maybe I enjoy a little bit the the riverboat gambler part where it looks like maybe we just drew a play up to win it at the end, but it's something we practice all week and our kids know exactly what we're going to run and uh, execute it well. Is this the toughest region you've played in? I know you mentioned uh, you guys have already had those those close wins and a close loss as well, but there were three four and one teams, and then of course DeKalb, who had a couple of the close losses. They were they had the three losses in the region, but uh, is this? It's got to be the toughest region, right? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, DeKalb's uh, three losses. Though I was talking to Coach Trapp today, I think he said ten points mm-hmm. uh, was the total. Uh, difference in those three region losses I mean yeah it's unbelievable I don't know that I've ever seen anything like it where literally one point separating um, you know each of the top uh, four teams I know for us you know those three games against DeKalb, uh, Macon and Upperman uh, all three of them have been one point games uh, and were plus one total in those three games and somehow that was enough to win the region Talking with head coach Derek Samber of the Stone Memorial Panthers football program right here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. And uh, coach, I know talking with you throughout the season, if I've learned anything, your guys' attention has already turned to your matchup coming up this week with Hickson. Uh, what's uh, what's it like this week in practice? What are you guys working on to get ready for the Wildcats? Well, we started in, uh, um, somebody called me Friday night and asked how, my, how I was celebrating and didn't ride the bus home. I did ride home with my wife Friday night, so that was maybe a little bit of a celebration. And uh, But I started in on Hickson film. I didn't sleep much Friday night and started right in on Hickson film. Uh, I really believe in this team's maturity and their approach each week. They just they love football, and that makes it easy um, when, when you've got a group of guys that loves football and they're never satisfied with, with what they've already done. I think they do a great job looking through the windshield, not the rear view. Um, and, and, you know, looking at their own statistics or, or successes or wins or anything else. And uh, Hickson's a football team fully deserving of our full attention. So, uh, you know, playoffs, everybody's 0-0 right now, um, and, and we're thankful to be hosting, but we've got a heck of a Hickson football team coming in here that we got to compete with. Break it down for me a little bit. It's a Hickson team that's right around 500, and they play in a good region as well. What do you know about them? What stands out about them? You know, similarly, they've dropped some close games. That's kind of been a thing. But they've dropped some close games, too. Um, uh, they, they've certainly got some athletes that can beat us and score um, from anywhere on the field. They come off the ball really well up front. Um, seem to be a well-coached team. They certainly have a system on both sides of the ball that uh, is difficult to prepare for. So, yeah, it's a big challenge we've got ahead of us, Jacob. Coach, what, how's the team's health this, this week? Does it, is it still pretty good going into the first round of the playoffs? Uh, yeah, considering, yes. I mean, my goodness, DeKalb was such a physical football team. I can't say enough good things about them. And, um, you know, I don't, don't want to single them out or from the rest of our region because it's all incredible. But, um, really physical football team that, that beat up our, our pride, certainly for a half. 
uh, and beat up our bodies for four quarters in an overtime. But, yeah, I think we're okay. Uh, we'll monitor that and make sure our kids are getting treated. Our athletic trainer, if I can give him a shout-out, Chad Crane does a tremendous job making sure our kids uh, are ready to put those bodies on the line every Friday night. Coach, what are you guys focusing on in practice this week? Well, um, you know, us, I think maybe that's been a thing, Jacob, and I wish I could give you a better sound bite each week, but we've got to worry about us and make sure we're executing and minimizing mistakes. Uh, I'm a big believer that you've got to learn what, uh, not to lose before you can learn how to win, and that, that theme is even more amplified in the playoffs. So we're certainly focusing on us, making sure we're mentally locked in for, for each rep in practice uh, and trying to minimize those mistakes on Friday night. Lastly, Coach, I just wanted to ask you kind of what, what it's like to host a playoff game. How excited are you guys? And, and how nice is it going to be to not have to go on the road for the first round? Well, yeah, I mean, there's so many logistical things at the high school level that um, that head coaches are responsible for, assistant coaches are responsible for when it comes to traveling. Uh, certainly school buses aren't 18-year-old boys' favorite things to to travel on. Uh, so it. That part is nice, but what I'm really excited for, man, is it, it's been such a fun year, a fun team to coach, and uh, honestly fun to watch them play. I'm excited for Crossville, Tennessee to experience some playoff football, some, some second season football. Uh, we're going to have some great uh, football weather games and, and you know good atmosphere up here on the mountain is, is really what excites me. It's going to be a fun weekend for the Stoughton Memorial Panthers. That's head coach Derek Sambers. They get ready to take on the Hickson Wildcats coming up on Friday. Coach, we appreciate the time as always. Good luck Friday. Thank you, Jacob. And as always, go Panthers. The York Institute Dragons improved to 6-4 and four on the season, 4-0 and oh in region play as they shut out Rockwood 32-0 this past Friday to win the Region 2 2A title. And Coach, I want to start it off talking about the game specifically because that Rockwood team, they've been putting up 50 points per game in their last four wins entering that contest. Defensively especially, what did your team really do a good job of to win that ball game? Well, we told her, we told her guys early on that we had to gang tackle, we had to, you know, we they they're wing T team. They do a good job. Uh, number one, number seven, both good good running backs. Number three, number two, and you know our focus was uh, we had to, we had to take their jet sweep away and the counter away, and we spent a lot of time on it. And our, our guys just went out and, and got rolling, and and you know it was just a great 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 job by our coaching staff, great job by our kids on defense. Did it seem like the offense kind of got back on track as well? I know you guys have been dealing with injuries at that running back position pretty much for the whole second half of the season, but the offense looked like they were rolling pretty good. They were. We got, you know, uh, Logan Pinnell was back. Uh, Caden Stover got to play a little bit. He was limited, but, uh, you know, it just it just gave us a little more depth, and, and we got our running game established, and things just started rolling from there. Coach, how proud of you guys are winning? Are, are you of your guys for winning a region title this season after going three straight seasons with just three wins per season? Well, I'm I'm extremely proud of them. This this group, uh, they uh, you know they started working hard this summer, and you know we just we had to get we had to get things going, and they they've just stepped up the plate, and uh, you know especially with the injuries we've had, and and. You know, I, I'm just I'm I'm extremely proud of them, and I think you know they've earned some respect and they've worked hard to do it. For you personally, how cool is it to come back in your first year and and get another region title for yourself? Oh, it's awesome! It's awesome, and it's it's not been me; it's been these 
these kids and the work they put in and uh you know i'm just i'm just proud of what they've done well coach obviously the attention turns towards the playoffs you guys the one seed heading into the playoffs and it sounds like getting some more depth back at that running back position uh, i assume Pinnell kind of could be thrown in there at maybe rb1 and then is uh kane stover going to get some more reps this week as you get into the playoffs well uh, yeah absolutely both both those guys will get a lot of reps uh Rylan Miller, Rylan, Rylan ran extremely good for us on Friday night. He had over 100 yards of, of rushing, and uh, you know he's he's a junior that's really coming on. And uh, and then uh, Miles Lefew, you know he did a great job at quarterback for us. But uh, you know we're we're uh, we went back we went back into the double wing and ran ran some of that on Friday night. Is that a plan kind of going forward for you guys to try to do that a little bit more than the, the spread offense that you guys might have been doing earlier in the season? Well, we, you know, we they've, they've shown me we can do a little of both. So that's, you know, depending on the situation in the game, I think that's, you know, moving forward, that's what we'll be doing. Talking with head coach Derwin Wright of the York Institute Dragons football program right here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders, the Region 2 2A champions, and getting ready for a matchup with Cumberland Gap coming up on Friday in the round one of the playoffs. Coach, uh, how nice is it to finally get some depth back at that running back position? And, and like you just said there, to kind of have the options offensively to kind of run two different styles. It's, you know, it's 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 great because uh, both those both those guys uh, run the ball well, and then they can they can catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, you know they've got they've got some, you know we've got some tools right there that we can use. Well, let's talk about the matchup a little bit. It's a Cumberland Gap team who they've struggled a little bit this season, two and eight, winless in region play in one of those smaller regions. What do you know about the Panthers? Well, just looking at them on on film, they're uh, too tight. You know they're just right, coming right at you, type offense. Uh, and uh, you know we got to be prepared up front and 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 not let them three yard us and, and just you know they they fake carry out their fakes well so you know we've got to be ready up front defensively. Coach, what kind of expectations did you have maybe for the team this season, and what goals did you guys set? Uh, did you guys have expectations of winning a region title this year? Absolutely, we did. We started talking about it early on about. Uh, you know, trying to turn things around and 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 win in the region, and uh, you know we were picked fourth at the beginning, uh, uh, and you know I told our guys that, that you know there's no way that we were to, we were to finish there. They shouldn't settle with that, and that uh, you know their goal should be to try to win the region, and 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 they've reached they've reached that goal. Well, Coach, you've reached that goal, and now you have a good chance to go pretty deep in the playoffs as well. But before you start winning ball games, what does this team have to do maybe a little bit better job of to keep going and continue deep into these playoffs? Well, big big thing, you know, continue to play defense like we did on Friday night, but then up front on the offensive line, we've got to continue to, you know, work on coming off low and staying with blocks. We, we, still, we still had the uh, you know, three or four bust assignments on on Friday night, and uh, we, we've got we've got to fix that. We uh, we keep making mistakes uh, in in front up front, and uh, we need to do a better job of that. Head coach Derwin Wright with the York Institute Dragons, right here on the high school playbook, as they get ready to take on Cumberland Gap at home coming up on Friday to start the two A playoffs. Coach, we appreciate the time as always. All right, appreciate you guys. Thank you.
Monterey Wildcats finish their season with an 8-2 final record, 3-1 in region play in the two-seed as they begin the two-way state playoffs coming up on Friday. Coach, I want to go back to last week's game, a big win over Wartburg on the road, 35-2 to secure that two-seed. Just take me through, what were your thoughts on the win? Uh, you know, there there was a lot of positives from that win, uh, you know, but, you know, after watching the film and, and even in the kind of the flow of the game, I, I, there was a few things that I was disappointed in, uh, a little bit of execution on some things that, that we were trying to work on, uh, uh, but it, it was things that were all correctable in that regard. But the positives, you know, we, we come out, had a lot of energy early and, and was able to kind of go out and get the lead. Uh, right off the bat, and, and we really executed at a very high level early in the game, and, and that gave us the opportunity to kind of get some new bodies in and, and try to mix and match some combinations, uh, some things that we've been working on and, and some personnel groupings that we wanted to see. So overall, it was a really positive night. Coach, I know you went 3-1 and one last year, but had to fall down to the three seed on the tiebreaker in the region. You had to go on the road and face Hampton, the eventual runner-ups in 2A, and uh, they're on the other side of you now. Might be, it might face them in round two, but before you, obviously, you're not thinking about that. Just uh, what, how, how nice is it just to have a home playoff game this year? Well, you know, anytime you get to play at home is always beneficial, and, and this team, uh, you know, led by our senior class, has, has been striving all year to to get to play at home in the playoffs. And, and so for them to get to open up at home and, uh, you know, see one of those goals that they got to check off is, is huge for them because uh, of the work and the effort that they've put in. Coach, I know uh, we've been talking throughout the season how much your team has been improving as this season has gone on. You have now won six games in a row. What, what's really working or what's really clicking with this team right now? Well, you know, these guys care about each other. They they work hard uh, daily with each other, and, and it, you know, it, it's one of those things that uh, we we really and truly work together from top to bottom as far as freshmen on up, and, and you see that in the relationships. You see that in the communication that they have, and, and they take care of one one of them, one another, and, and it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, sometimes you may not have the, the star players or whatever, but it, but when you have a, a true team, uh, you, can, you can succeed at a high level level and that that's kind of the epitome of this team is is the brotherhood that they have coach i was kind of looking at your tenure kind of just under a decade there now as head coach with the monroy wildcats and really haven't had a bad season by any stretch what what do you think this season sets or how do you think this season sets apart from some previous seasons you've had all right, man, that's a pretty tough question. I, I really you know this group is, is pretty special though because of the relationships that i have uh, with these guys, this, this team is, is one that, um, you know, from top to bottom, uh, probably uh, one of the, the more outgoing classes and more outgoing teams that we've had uh, from just a, a total coaching standpoint. You know, these guys are fun to be around in the hallway. They're fun to be around in, in the weight room and, and at practice. And, and so it, it, that, that's one of the biggest things is, is top to bottom freshmen to seniors is, is the relationship aspect of this team. Talking with head coach Scott Hughes of the Monterey Wildcats football program right here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. 8-2 on the season and getting ready to open up the two-way playoffs with a Happy Valley team coming to town on Friday. Coaches, you're in practice this week. What are you guys focusing on? What are you working on? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, we know we're still working on fundamentals. Uh, 
if you can't block and tackle and, and execute the, the fundamental steps of everything, uh, then you're not going to succeed. And, and then from there, you know, just situational football, still striving to win in, in different situations and just being aware mentally of each of those situations. So it, it's still a lot of details, um, a lot of fine-tuning uh, in all three phases of the game and, and just making sure that, that we're where we need to be mentally. And then the physical part will take over from there, I hope. Is the speaking of that physical part? Is the team's health pretty good heading into the first round of the playoffs? Oh, uh, we are. You know, uh, just just a few bumps and bruises, but overall, we're we're very lucky right now. Well, let's talk about it. Taking on a Happy Valley team, two and eight on the season. They went one and two in region play. What do you know about the Warriors? Well, you know, when you look at them, their their record is very deceiving. Um, I, I don't think they're a two and eight football team. Uh, when you look at, at the body of work they have, they've played several three and four A schools. Uh, with their location, they, they kind of, you know, all play each other no matter what class and, and they've been very competitive in those, in those games with three and four A schools. And, uh, you know, you, you watch one of their games against a, a three A. A team that's in the playoffs, and and I think that team finished second or third in their region, and, and they give them a dogfight. I mean, it, it's a it's a very competitive, very physical game. So, you know, we, obviously we're not looking at records, and and you know they've got good athletes in their backfield. I, I really like their quarterback. Uh, they rotate two or three uh, tailbacks in. Uh, got a receiver that's about six three that that makes a lot of plays, and up front they're really big. Uh, they're probably two sixty to two eighty uh, across the board, and and that presents a huge challenge because we we definitely are not that. So I, I really think uh, it's it's a huge test, and I, I really you know kind of go hats off to their coaching staff because they have a great scheme in all phases. Well, coach, what lastly, what what is the team going to have to do well to get a win and move on into round two next week? Well, you know, physically we got to show up ready to go, and, and mentally we cannot have mental bust, and, and we got to make sure that, that we know where we got to be, and, and we got to know every situation, and we got to take care of the football and, and execute in all three phases. And if we can do that, I think we'll have an opportunity. That's it, Coach Scott Hughes with Monterey Wildcats as they're getting ready to take on Happy Valley at home coming up on Friday to open up the 2A playoffs. Coach, we appreciate the time as always. Thank you very much. The White County Warriors finished their regular season with an 8-2 record, 4-2 in region play, and got the two-seed to open up the 5A state playoffs coming up on Friday. Coach, I want to go back to that Thursday night matchup against Sequatchie County. Won that one 53-21. It was a, a rough start for you guys. Fell down early in that, but were able to get back into it and win it big. Just take me through your thoughts on the win against the Indians. Well, yeah, we had a slow start. Um, it was, uh, you know, that's kind of par for the course for this bunch, but we... Uh, we definitely came out a little flat. I think it was, you know, there's a lot of talk of playoffs and, and, you know, as far as uh, that goes, I think we just, you kind of overlooked them a hair. They're a good football team. And uh, so you go out and you play poorly early. That's what happens to you. So, but we, we kind of felt like we could, you know, make them, make a move there. And the guys kind of got refocused after we gave it that last touch down there to go to 21 and then, you know, ended up shutting them out the rest of the way and the offense got rolling. So it was, it was, um, you know, a lesson that you got to come out and play against everybody. I know that won't be an issue the rest of the year being in the playoffs. These guys will be fired up to play. So uh, glad to get the win against a good team and, uh, you know, get got out of it reasonably healthy and, um, you know, ready to go this week. Coach, uh, Friday, what was that like for you guys? I mean, you didn't have a football game. You had a couple of important games that were being played that that mattered with your guys' seating. Did you go to any of them, or were you mainly just kind of sitting and watching them and watching the scoreboards? No, we went down and watched Franklin and Nolansville, which we knew we would 
play one of those two teams we felt like and then you know if, if we didn't you know if we happened to pull off a win on the first round we'd play one the second time so we thought it was a good game to go to of course we were getting updates on the green hill uh mount julie game as it went along and ended up falling you know a good way for us as far as at least getting a home game um so yeah we we, we scoreboard watched as we watched the the nolensville franklin county game and then uh you know like i said excited to have have a game at home here this friday well, that's right. You get to host that Franklin County team, which narrowly lost to Nolensville, another really good football team. And that's a, another one of those regions where there's really not a bad football team in it. You get this Franklin County team. I guess going through that game, watching that game, what did you notice about what did you notice about the Rebels? Well, they're just you know they are a really good football team. They had to had a lead with about six minutes to go in that game over Nolensville, who's ranked number one in the state as far as I know. Um, and then um, you know they're just speed. Uh, a lot of speed on the perimeter. They're they're um, really fast with the football and defense, and, and you know offensively they stretch the field. And it's going to be a, a tough test for us to try to contain all that speed that they've got. So quarterback throws the ball well, and uh, so it'll be be a tough matchup. Talking with head coach Mark Frazier of the White County Warriors football program right here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Getting ready to take on Franklin County to open up the 5A playoffs coming up on Friday and get to do it at home. And coach, I know uh, you said that was a goal of this team, a goal of yours to have a home playoff game. You said it'd be really cool for Sparta. How excited is the team? How excited are you to have a home playoff game coming up on Friday? Oh man, I think the county and the town is just super excited. I know the players are as well and and, you know, I'm sure there's nobody any more excited than I am and our coaching staff. We're just, you know, fired up to get a chance to play in a playoff game, period. And then, you know, you get it at home, it makes it even better. I wish, you know, uh, Franklin County wasn't quite as talented as they were. <laughs> I would be a little more fired up about it then, I'd say. But uh, but it's going to be a fun experience either way, win or lose. I think that uh, just uh, it, it's kind of neat to see the crowd come out for, a, you know, a town that's been just starving for a winning football team for a long time. So, going to be really really fun and hopefully we can uh, come out and play well coach take me through the preparation for it i know you said you got a chance to watch them in person i assume you've probably watched some film on them as well do you go kind of more into the film on them throughout this season or do you take more from the game that you got to see them in person well i i think you do a little bit of both as you watch film throughout the season there's certain things that to every team not just franklin county that you know what their identity is and what they really want to do and that comes clear as you watch game after game that Hey, every game they're doing X or Y or Z, so you know that's part of their basic game plan. And then, you know, uh, you got to kind of determine whether the games that they're playing and who they're playing and why they're doing what. You know, there's different game plans for different folks, and so we try to determine what they're going to think, you know, our strengths and weaknesses are, and that's probably how they're going to attack us as we self-scout our own team. So, um, you know, you do a little both, and then you try to, Get as much of that information to your players as you can, and sometimes that's the kind of stuff we overload them. Uh, sometimes we we we've got so much information that they can't process it all. So, got to be smart about getting them just enough information that they can still play fast on the field. And um, so that's what we're trying to do. Coach, what are you guys working on in practice this week as you get ready for them? Oh well, like I said, it's 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 a speed issue. We've got to be smart where we line up defensively and. Uh, know some tendencies as far as formations go and hopefully our guys are you know going to uh, run to the football and tackle well it's going to be key to talk about tackling and trying to you know make sure that we don't give up too many big plays they're going to they're going to get a couple on us just because of you know how fast they are but we just got to limit those plays and then you know offensively uh, you know we've, there's no secret what we do so 
just trying to fine tune, you know, our our game plan offensively and and be ready to go Friday. Coach, is there one maybe one area of your game that you would like to see or needs to get a little bit better to not only win this game but to make a deep playoff run this year? Well, I think you know it, it comes down to special teams and defense. We we we've actually improved defensively quite a bit in the last four or five games. You know, I had uh, you know I think twenty one is highest amount of point total we've given up here in four or five games. I may be wrong on that, but you know we really struggled early in the year with some some big points we give gave up to Cookville and, and uh, Mount Juliet. So got got to play keep continuing to improve. I think we're getting better over there. Uh, and then special teams, we you know we gave up a a, a good uh, kickoff return to Hunter's Lane, and then Sequatchie had a good return the other night too. One you know one thing about it, our offense is, is really clicking, so we have a lot of kickoffs, but we got to do a better job of uh, trying to get field position down, you know, where they're not having a short field every time they start on on offense. So that's uh, th- those are two things. If we're gonna if we're gonna win this game and, and you know win any games after that, we've got to continue to prove in those those two areas. That's head coach Mark Frazier with the White County Warriors as they're getting ready to host Franklin County coming up on Friday in the 5A playoffs. Coach, we appreciate the time as always. Hey, thank you. We're joined now by head coach Taylor Hennigan of the Cookville Cavaliers football program, a team that improved to 3-7 and seven on this season, 2-2 two and two in region play as they took down Shelbyville 54-43. to 43. And uh, coach, I just mentioned it off the air, but it looked like Mace Thompson had one heck of a game in that one, 16 for 18, three touchdowns, almost 300 yards passing. What, what were your thoughts on the win and especially your quarterback's play? Yeah, very excited, um, you know, for him, for our team, um, you know, for our seniors, obviously, uh, uh, a home region win, a senior night win, um, obviously a, a big night for our team and, and happy for those guys. Mace, uh, really proud of, of his entire season. Um, a little bit up and down at times, but, you know, like I've said before, when we've protected him, uh, he's shown that he can distribute the ball, and, and we've got a number of guys that made some, some explosive plays uh, for tonight. With the win, of course, you guys move to two and two in region play. You secure that three seed in region four, and you get to take on Blackman again, which you faced them a couple of weeks ago. But how proud of you are of your guys are you to win two region games this season in a really tough region, despite the struggles that they had last season coming into this one? Yeah, I am very proud. Um, you know, with the way our region is set up, I think the playoffs was a realistic goal, regardless of uh, overall record. Um, and just the experience and some of the, um, I guess, the stages of, of some of our region opponents are in. You know, a, a lot of those programs are in their fourth or fifth year uh, under their current head coach and are a little bit more established maybe than um, than where we're at right now. So um, I knew it was going to be a challenge, but to, to go two and two in the region and, and have the opportunity to play again, um, very proud of our team. Well, you mentioned it there, one of the goals, make the playoffs. You guys have made it there. What are some other goals that you guys set at the beginning of the season, and were you guys able to meet those as this season went on? Yeah, I think certainly that was one of them, um, to, to make the playoffs. Obviously, we want to compete for region championships, which uh, you know, just a couple of weeks ago we had a chance to, to tie for the region lead and uh, lost the game here at home to Toffee County, who ended up winning the region. So, um, you know, the playoffs is kind of the – the minimum, I guess you would say, and, and then certainly that next step is uh, competing and winning region championships. And 
uh, Coach, I know obviously getting into the playoffs again this week, taking on a Blackman team that you guys have already faced, and I know the defense has been a focus for you especially. What defensively does the team need to do a little better job of, especially here in the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, anytime that you uh, face good athletes, guys that can um, make plays in space, that can make you miss, um, obviously you're, you talk about angles and, and leverage and tackling and that type of thing. And, um, they've got a couple of guys that have shown that they're capable of doing that. So, you know, again, I, I think kind of building off what we talked about the first time we played them, it's, it's kind of a twofold thing. There's, there's the personnel that they present, the challenges they present with, um, who they have on the field, um, number 12, number 14, um, as well as some others. Um, and then there's the other side of it is from a schematic standpoint of, of the plays that they're running, the, the plays that they've designed to get the ball in space and the tempo that they're using. So uh, for us, it's going to be about pre-snap alignment and then making sure that we have um, the proper angles and leverage on the ball uh, and try to get as many guys to the ball as we can. We're talking with head coach Taylor Hannigan of the Cookville Cavaliers football program right here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, you mentioned the defense there. When you got a chance to look at the film from the first time these two teams met, what are a few things you noticed offensively for your guys that could have been a little bit better that you are working on in practice this week? Yeah, certainly, uh, you know, you turn it over on the first possession of the game and um, you overthrow an open open receiver for on a fourth down conversion try and um you know against you know high powered offenses against the, the type of offense that we're facing you can't afford to uh waste possessions um and, and so we're going to have to make sure that we sustain you know we talked about sustaining drives um but you got to make sure that you get something out of those um of those drives and, and certainly turning the ball over you know is not something that you can afford to do and um, you know, on the flip side of that, defensively, you got to try to steal a possession, you know, whether it's special teams or defensively, try to create a turnover. And um, that's the plan. You got to try to find a way to limit the possessions um, and then, you know, keep our offense on the field. Does anything change in the game plan from the first matchup to the second one here against Blackman? Uh, you know, maybe a little. We're going to, you know, it's week 11 or game 11 and, and you know, to some extent, you've got to continue to build on, you know, the systems that you've put in place and, and uh, try to maybe, you know, tweak a few things here or there. But as far as a whole new, you know, wholesale change and, and doing something completely different, um, you know, that's not necessarily in the works. But, you know, like each week, um, you know, you try to find what you can do. This is a little bit unique just because not only is it a repeat opponent, but just you know, two weeks removed from playing that opponent. So we'll try to build on some of the things that we did and get better at it and, and maybe tweak a few things here or there, um, you know, depending on personnel and, and what matchups that we uh, think are favorable and what matchups we think, you know, we need to make sure we have some added um, coverage or, or assistance in, in the, that area. Coach, last week he said uh, you uh, you wanted to see your team do well, especially in the line in the trenches against Shelbyville, which opened up your offense, and obviously Mace took advantage of that. What do you want to see the guys do well this week as you get ready to take on the Blaze for the second time? Yeah, I think, um, like I said a minute ago, I think just trying to sustain drives, and that's kind of a vague answer, but you, you know, you got to convert on third down. you got to 
Um, be good on first down so you're not behind the chains offensively. Try to stay ahead of the chains and um, convert on third and, and possibly even some fourth down conversions. And, um, you know, defensively, you know, they're a team that's built on explosive um, high high yardage plays, explosive plays that maybe not sustaining drives, you know, is what they're, they're I guess, known for. But um, just a uh, one or two or three play series, you know, ending in touchdowns. So um, on offense, sustain and, and keep, stay on the field and defensively try to um, get them behind the sticks a little bit and uh, keep them in front of us because when they get in space, they're really hard to, to get down. Cookville Cavaliers are playing football in November. That's head coach Taylor Hennigan as they get ready to take on the Blackman Blaze yet again coming up on Friday. Coach, we appreciate the time as always. Thank you again. The DeKalb County Tigers finish the regular season with a 6-4 and four record. They go 2-3 and three in region play. And, uh, Coach, I'll start it right there. A really fun game against Stone Memorial. You guys come out on the losing end of it, however. 29-28, to 28, a two-point conversion converted late by the Panthers in that game. It's a couple of times now in region games that you guys have fallen due to a two-point conversion attempt. Well, just take me through what your thoughts on the game were this past Friday. I had just, you know, another one of those games, uh, you know, going to overtime, uh, you know, guys in the first half, you know, at halftime we was up 21 to seven, just a lot of credit to, you know, Coach Samber and Stone to come out after halftime and just play some really good football. Our guys battled, uh, but again, it comes down to just a few plays, uh, you know, going to overtime and then uh, we knew that they would go for it. Uh, you know, we had the ball first and scored and kicked and, and knew we would probably have to stop a two-point conversion to either win or lose. And, uh, you know, they just executed a little bit better than we did in that situation. Our guys was there, but uh, that's the way it's come out. And, uh, you know, really what separated, you know, all four of us is just a couple of points. So uh, a lot of one-point games between a lot of teams in our region. So it's very competitive. Um, you know, we're just excited to have the opportunity to play in the playoffs. Well, that's the positive thing. You guys obviously still playing in the playoffs. The four seed get to travel to East Hamilton again like you did last year, and we'll get into that in a little bit. And, and you had mentioned those one-point games. Of course, you guys had the two one-point games with Stone and Upperman. Upperman and Stone had a one-point game. Macon and Stone had a one-point game. H- have you ever been a part of this competitive of a region before, especially in the top four teams? Uh, no. Uh, I mean, a lot of times when you get six or seven teams in a region, you'll have one or two that's probably, you know, a cut above. But, you know, it's just a really solid region, especially out of the top four teams. And uh, like I said, I've, I've, I was saying it all summer, you know, that it was going to be a battle, uh, you know, within the region this year that every team would be competitive. And uh, like I said, a couple of plays, we'd be playing at home in the playoffs, you know, but like I said, we are where we are. Uh, you know, it would have been great to, to win all those and be playing at home, but the situation is what it is. And uh, like I've told our guys, ultimately when it don't go your way, you've ultimately put yourself in a position to do something special. And, you know, being a four seed, playing a one seed and, and traveling, uh, you know, it's we're a good football team. East Hamilton's a good football team. Uh, we've been there. We've done that. So, uh, you know, it's going to be another one of those games, though. Coach, has it worn on the guys at all, or are they still pretty confident even after the season that you guys have had? Uh, they have no reason not to be confident. You know, like we told them the other night after the game that, you know, situations like that, uh, they will they will be worth it in the end as long as they keep their mindset and their heart where it needs to be. Uh, and like I just iterated, you know, if it, ultimately when it don't go your way, it just it gives you that opportunity to show your resilience uh, and show ultimately what you're made of. You know, so I'm super proud of how these guys have, 
have battled all year long. You know, every game that we have lost, we're six and four, uh, and every game that we've lost, like I said, uh, has been a one-score game or a one-point game, and had our chances and opportunities open to be undefeated. Uh, you know, so like we've told them, just do your part. Now, just because you've went through the struggle, don't guarantee you that you will be glorified, uh, but you still have to do your part. So that's what we've talked to our guys about, and you know, just showing up, continuing to go through the process of work. Uh, a lot of teams don't get to do that this week, you know, so we're fortunate that we are. You know, our young guys, they just keep growing up. The more we get to get together, uh, our seniors get to keep playing, but they do have to understand that it's it's a one-week season, uh, and our goal is to be 1-0. and Talking with head coach Steve Trapp of the DeKalb County Tigers right here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders, and he alluded to it a little bit, get to take on East Hamilton in round one of the 4A playoffs, the same team that they faced last year in round one, won that ball game 35-21. to This time the seeding a little bit different. They're the number one, you guys the number four, but pretty much the same two teams, obviously a few different players on the two teams. But in, in preparations for this game, do you look at last year's film at all, or do you mainly just pay attention to this year's film that you have on East Hamilton? Well, I mean, most of our focus is going to be on, you know, this year and what they've done and, and how they do things. But uh, no doubt we'll go back and uh, and we have go back and just look at last year's film just to see, you know, what is the same, uh, what things may have changed, you know, in all their phases of the game, offense, defense, uh, special teams, just to see if there's anything that's different. Just make sure that we're prepared for anything that they possibly could do uh, if they wanted to rely on something that was happening last year. And I'm sure they're doing the same thing. Uh, you know, like I said, the Jimmy's and Joe's are different. The schemes can be different. They can be the same. So uh, we'll make sure that we leave no stone unturned to make sure that our guys are prepared and ready to go. I know still early in the preparation this week for them, but looking at them, looking at them on film this year, is there anything in particular that really stands out about them? Well, I mean, their or their plans, you know, going into the season was, you know, the quarterback that they had and the running back that they had from last year. Uh, but I believe their quarterback got hurt, so the running back that they had from last year has played quarterback all year long. Uh, and you know, so uh, he likes running the football, you know. So we've got to be prepared for that. They've got uh, some dynamic receivers. I know they've got one kid that's got a lot of college offers that makes a lot of plays on tape. Uh, and they like throwing the football to him when they need to. So we just got to, you know, we'll be challenged, you know, with the deep ball. We'll be challenged with the quarterback run game uh, and things like that. It's not traditional as far as the quarterback back there, but he has the ability to play uh, like a normal quarterback would. But like I said, he, he was a running back, but he gets the ball in his hands every snap, uh, and he's a threat. You know, so we've got to be ready and prepared for everything that they do out of that. Lastly, Coach, of course, you guys have played a really good schedule this year, some really fun games, but taking on this East Hamilton team going on the road this Friday in the playoffs, what is your team going to have to do a good job of to come out with a W? It's the same thing each and every week. We've got to be good on first downs offensively just so that third down efficiency is in our favor. Uh, that was kind of an issue in the second half against Stone. We wasn't very clean on first down, either with penalties or, or bad plays or something like that. So it kind of got us behind the chains, and that makes it a little bit more difficult to operate. Uh, you know, So we got to make sure that we're good on first down to give ourselves a shot to have a, a high percentage of third down conversions. And it's the same way on defense. You know, we just, And our defense is the reason why we've been where we've been all year long. They've done a great job. They've gave us an opportunity to win every game. They've battled. Uh, you know, so we got to continue that defensively. Just really, we have to make sure we swarm the football and tackle well. 
uh, like I said, when he's running the football and then in the secondary wise, we've got to make sure that we're up to par when they want to try to throw it deep uh, and make sure that we're in the right spot with that. Uh, and just, you know, control what we can control and uh, just execute in a clean way. That's it, Coach Steve Trapp with the DeKalb County Tigers as they get ready to take on East Hamilton in round one of the 4A playoffs coming up on Friday on the road. Coach, we appreciate the time as always. I appreciate it. Thank you.